0: I think we need to take a lesson from being dependent on one revenue source. Where We were always dependent on advertising, you know, as a single thing that's holding everything up. That's dangerous. Let's not do that again. You know, let's 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 so learn.
1: I'm sure they, they will learn from those mistakes. And oh, they will not I don't do know. It
0: Somebody's got to
1: please. Remember the good old days when advertising paid for journalism? Well, that's all gone now. And it's time for newsrooms to find new streams of revenue in order to thrive. I'm Michael O'Connell, and you're listening to It's All Journalism. Gwen Vargo is the director of Reader Revenue at the American Press Institute. She recently moderated a panel at the annual Online News Association conference entitled Subscriptions, Metrics, and the Newsroom, How Journalists Are Getting Involved. Welcome to the podcast, Gwen.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: So first off, I should mention that the American Press Institute helped set up this interview. We're hoping to be able to partner with them and maybe do some more podcasts with them in the future. So tell me, how did your panel go at ONA?
0: It went really well, actually, I I think, kind of especially with uh, the Dallas Morning News, who who we partnered with, we've been working with them for a few years in their metrics program. You know, they had a a kind of uh, come to Jesus moments where everybody was, you know, they had to move to a metered model on their website, which meant a digital subscription strategy. And the newsroom was, was kind of faced with a different way of having to work and kind of be profitable. And they were able to use metrics to look at, a, you know, kind of a lot of different things that were leading to subscriptions. And so, you know, they would kind of look at what types of content would turn to subscriptions and, and really use it as an opportunity to like educate their newsroom and let their reporters kind of have a sense of, of what was kind of really valuable to, to people who were subscribing.
1: So... A couple of things I wanted to ask you about in that. First of all, when we talk about metrics, we're talking about data analytics that we get from from readers. Uh, That's right. To pretty much inform us about how they're using our website.
0: Right. So what content they're reading, the you know the where they're coming from, their path. Right. Everyone, you know, the, you're hearing a lot of things like pat the path that they're taking to become a subscriber online.
1: Okay. So this is not necessarily a new a new topic. It's certainly becoming more and more a topic of discussion in, in newsrooms because of this idea that we need to maybe start moving away from the, the advertising model and become real digital newsrooms as opposed to a digital newsroom that's sort of propped up by maybe print advertising if you still have some print revenue coming or display ads, which everybody knows don't make any money. Well, they make money, but they don't make, March, make, make minimal, minimal. So we need to, to explore these new streams of revenue. So I guess that's, What's your sort of focus is in at API?
0: Right. And I think that API has kind of expanded into this recently over the past few years. We've done uh, kind of a series of subscriber research, you know, kind of uncovering, you know, this year we did the path to subscription, which kind of uncovers how people are are getting to the subscription point and and the background and things that are influencing them. It takes a more nuanced approach to it besides kind of the, the kind of classic demographics or geography or things, but, you know, really kind of what's motivating someone to, to subscribe. So, you know, I think advertising is going away and it's declining. And I, and I think that that's just, you know, kind of the state of where we are. And, you know, we have to be sustainable by getting more revenue from our readers that actually aligns really well, though, with Newsroom because if you're, you know, generating content that's valuable, if it's, if it's valuable for the reader to pay for, that actually aligns better journalistically than chasing headlines for page clicks. So, you know, I mean, it actually, even though it's a, it's a shift, it should be a comfortable shift, even though it is, I mean, all, all change is slightly uncomfortable, but this is something where the newsrooms are, you know, kind of able to embrace it, I think, a little a little easier because it's, it is actually based on producing really high-quality content. And it's away from, like, that kind of volume, top of the subscription funnel, page views, looking at eyeballs.
1: For a lot of people, I mean, that's been a tough, you know, tough thing to do to move away from that because – on the one hand, there were many people who thought, well, we need to somehow rebuild our, our our structure, our, you know, display ad structure that kind of went away as more people, as the readers were shifting to digital. And it became apparent to a lot of people that that was almost an impossible task. So you have a lot of situations where...
0: The dollars against dimes in the, it's you know, like the a, classic.
1: Yeah, no, I remember going <laughs> to a panel, you know, four or five years ago where, you know, there was a weekly newspaper editor who was listening to this presentation about how you need to move all of your, you know, print dollars over to digital and you need to do it pretty quickly. And he was just shaking his head through the entire thing. And then when it came to asking questions, he was like, you know, I'm making X amount of money on my display ads and you're telling me I need to switch it over to digital when I'm only getting, you know, one or 2% compared, you know, that, that seems ridiculous to me. Why would I do that? And you know, I'd be interested to talk to him, <laughs> yeah. talk to him now about what his his situation is.
0: That's tough, right? Yeah. I mean, that the, that's a tough pill to swallow. It is not easy if you're on the business side, and I and I always have been. You know, to come from you know a place where you have goals and you have quarterly results and profits that you need to be accountable for and responsible for, and you know, the industry is telling you, well, you have to do we're going to do less of this and you're, you know, this revenue that you're getting right now, you you don't want to focus on that. We want to refocus it. But that's a short-sighted, short-term look. There's no denying the decline anymore. There's no one, I, you know, I, I can't find anyone who thinks that it's going to, like, advertising is going to, you know, swoop back up again. So it, it becomes a matter of, of prioritizing it within organizations. And if you're going to have a reader revenue strategy that's going to be a priority, that's what that means. You have to make choices, and you kind of have to look at it in the long term, and you and and what that means, and what you're marching towards. So you're going towards something. It's not happening to you. It's a, you know it's it's kind of a little bit of a, a culture shift internally as well.
1: Yeah, and it, it's funny. Way back when, when newsrooms and well, news businesses were, you know, there are two sides of the building editorial and, and the business side, and they were, were totally separate. And then when the, the sort of digital shift began to occur and the newsroom began to recognize that you go where the readers are. The readers are going to show you where the news is, where they're going to want to consume news. And it seems like, okay, one would hope or one would think that that should be a natural progression on the other side of the building, that they should understand that it's not maybe the advertisers who... who are, are telling you what they want to do necessarily. It's it's where the readers are, or it's your consumers, your users are. That those are the people who are going to show you, you know, hey, this is, <laughs> not only is your news content, but but your your business, the the thing that's going to support your business, that's where it's going to be in digital, uh, where the and, readers and are. And
0: metrics is a bridge for that. I you know I, I've you know it's a couple of things. It's it's kind of a gift for us because you have transparency about how people are consuming the content in a way that you didn't have in print. And I started it in print and you, you didn't know surveys didn't it wasn't the same, but you can, you know, we can actually see where people are going on the website, what they're reading. There's so much information that we just never had before that it's just so invaluable to be able to use it and to, you know, have newsrooms use it as well. So I mean I think it's a good it's a good starting place for audience dev business side and the editorial side to come come together around these metrics because they are a shared they have a shared goals. They have shared priorities that way. And they're they kind of like can be they can partner. There's more collaboration opportunities that way than than there would be with with advertising and, and maybe chasing the headline. In general
1: terms, are we just talking about maybe general purpose newsrooms, you know, ones that have a, maybe a wider appeal or is niche, you know, niche, whatever the hell it is, uh, the, <laughs> these small markets, tomato. the tomato, you know, these niche magazines, these niche uh, websites that, that are targeting a particular audience. I mean, one would think that they would be better suited for a subscription model or a, a audience targeted revenue uh, solution.
0: Maybe I mean there there's or it can be too small. I mean uh, yeah I mean I think with a with a niche audience you have less to segment, right? So you kind of have a, you know, it's kind of self-selecting based on topic or or geography. But I mean, I think that the, you know, I'm seeing and, and API is seeing also with its its newsrooms, you know, we, we partner with a lot of newsrooms in our metrics program. We, you know, we're all kind of out there and newspapers, general newspapers, local papers are having some successes. And I think that that's, you know, important. And I think one of the things that I know I try to focus on as much as the larger kind of successes, you know, people like the Times and the Post are doing amazing work. But it's just as exciting for me, if not more so, to see, you know, the Seattle Times doing well or someone who, who has, you know, more of a, on a metro level because it becomes more accessible to someone else. If you can see someone's success in, in someone who looks more like you or is smaller and says, I don't have all those resources that all these big publishers have, you know, it, it becomes something that, that feels more approachable and that's something that other people can do.
1: So is it, are you seeing success, you know, throughout the you know, the spread of, of of different sizes of papers? I mean, even down into the local, maybe not large metro, but even maybe a, a small community paper or a, a weekly alternative paper?
0: Yeah, actually. I mean, we're starting to uncover, we're talking to people who have like a 5,000 circ who are in a very small town and are are kind of doing some interesting things with reader revenue and paywalls and being sustainable in that way. Being that small and having a small Audience size or, or footprints geographically isn't stopping them from being able to be successful.
1: Now, is is subscription the only answer here? I mean, is this the only revenue stream that you're sort of looking at, or you know, what about things that are you know more you know native content or like your product oriented? Um, sure. Uh, yeah.
0: I mean, I I think I think we need to take a lesson from being dependent on one revenue source. Where we were always dependent on advertising. As if you're, you know, as a single thing that's holding everything up, that's dangerous. Let's not do that again. You know, let's 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 I'm learn. Sh-
1: <laughs> I'm sure they, they will learn from those mistakes. And they I don't be know. Again.
0: Somebody's got to Please. So, I, I mean, I think like diversify. Right. When you set up your 401k, they want you to spread it across funds and bonds and things. I mean, I, I think there's if you are not dependent on a single source of revenue, you, you have there's less risk. So, you know, I think in addition to subscriptions and membership, I mean, there are things like events or sponsored content. And I think that there's still a room for advertising and sponsorship. I don't think that that's kind of going away anytime soon. And, you know, you can even do things like when I was... With Dallas and you know presenting at o and a one of the things that they they are doing too is they're doing a paid vertical for their sports and I think you're seeing that in a lot of markets, and some of that is responding to the athletic, but some of it is it's they're finding what their readers it's a passion that they're their readers and they'll pay for it separately, so I think there are opportunities to kind of have all you know these kind of different revenue streams right.
1: As a case in point, you know, I work here at Federal News Radio, which is now called Federal News Network. And even though we we previously, until about a week ago, we had radio in our name, you know, we were primarily the digital property. And, you know, we made a lot of money and we continue to make a a lot of money digitally. And we're doing it through sponsorships. We're doing it through, you know, hosting webinars, events, and things like that. And so there's a way to do it that may, you know, just people may not realize. It's, It's sort of thinking about... Your product in a different way that you know right and still being able to fulfill your your journalistic mission that's the great thing about it
0: right and I think one of the things that you know we're seeing as you know as a complement to the metrics I, I know we're kind of focused a little on the metrics but as you know kind of as a compliment is understanding the audience broadly you know and having there's a role for journalists and the newsroom to be in the community and to do kind of like active listening with them and you could have that sponsored, right? You could have uh, town halls and breakfasts or other kinds of events. You can have those costs underwritten and you can get those sponsorship dollars and you can also get, you know, get into the community and do a you know, kind of like a listening exercise and do it, you know, kind of have a process as well.
1: Well, sort of in the, in the early days of this, this move to digital journalism, you know, there were people who were throwing up paywalls at that point because they were like, "Well, they're going to have to pay for our content because you're, you know, you either get it." In, Form in the...
0: platform agnostic, platform I believe, really, right? Right? So we used to call it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so now, do you think people are just that much more willing than they were maybe ten years ago to pay for uh, news
0: content? I think so, and I think that there's a behavior that's being cultivated with subscriptions in general in our lives. People frequently use the music. You know, things like an entertainment like Netflix and Spotify are kind of common examples that are that are tossed around. But, you know, there's also a million different subscription boxes and mood, food delivery services that can come to your house. And I think that subscription mindset is more ingrained now than it has been. And, and I think people are kind of more comfortable with it as a concept. And I think as more people are paying for news, it, it becomes, you know, it kind of props it up you're not competing, you know, if a bunch of newspapers are putting up paywalls, they're not really competing for each other in different markets. But then that becomes, you know, it kind of becomes more normalized and it becomes something that is accepted and and expected that you're like, yeah, this is this is worth paying for. And and. I'm going to pay for it.
1: Yeah, and I think also the ease of purchase has, has the way that that's evolved at the same time. I think that's made things so much easier as well. Absolutely. You know the idea that oh, this is just an app on my phone. You know, oh that I it's automatically renews every month or whatever. I don't even have to think about it. I just make that commitment once, and you're paying for the for the rest of your life. So let's let's jump back into metrics a little bit because I I'm always fascinated. Biometrics and and how how you can use them to sort of inform your your decision making, you know I know I kind of know how to do that from a journalist standpoint. What is it you know if if I'm a if I've got a you know a small online news outlet that's covering your community, what do I need to be looking for? What do I need to sort of foster in my my understanding of uh, the metrics to sort of in you know say to my Sales manager, these are the things you need to be thinking about. This is what reader engagement is and and why it's important to you.
0: So it's always like a little different for each organization. But I I, I think being able to see, you know, we start thinking about engagement as a a key metric and what that means for each organization. And, you know, it could be repeat visits. It could be the frequency you're coming back. How long, how much time are you spending reading the content? are you sharing the content are you sharing it on social media are you commenting are you you know how, how are you engaging with the content besides just reading it and you can also see online which content leads to a subscription and being able to know that lets you know what's important to the to the readers that are going to be your subscribers and you can use that to make those kinds of decisions about maybe what you know what you're covering and, and whatnot where you're, you're making choices based on the online user behavior and not from, like, gut or from just kind of what you think we should be covering. You can actually see what is causing people to convert.
1: Well, let me me speak from strictly selfish terms. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Okay, so say somebody works at a website and they're You know, up to this point, the only thing that's been in the conversation really has been page views. Mm -hmm. And and I think we all kind of know page views are one thing It's it's great and it's great to have big numbers and everything. But this idea of, okay, let's shift our strategy toward reader engagement and trying to figure out how do you measure that? You mentioned a couple of of things, uh, you know, time spent on page sharing, using on social media, the frequency of visits so i I'm guessing it's sort of a whole sort of mix of that information. sure it's blended
0: right so in and metrics for news is doing a reboot and a relaunch and a couple of, depending on when this podcast launches it it will be uh sometime in in the end of October doing a relaunch, one of the things that is important is kind of like a blended engagement metrics where you can take different things that are appropriate within your organization and have them kind of feed into this this metric and see how people are engaging with particular stories. A reporter can see their own stories. A manager can see the newsroom. You know, I, I think there's a lot of different ways to get a, you know, kind of have some transparency into into how people are engaging in a more holistic way than before, than looking at one metric, so it becomes a, a blended, a blended metric.
1: Yeah, and, and that's why you know, I mean, you can see that on social media. For example, if you if you put a post that does really well on social media, you may not get people necessarily clicking through to your website, but there's value. You know, how to how to create value in that conversation that's going on there. If they like your website, more people are going to see it. Your yeah. uh, Facebook page, more people are going to see it. That's that's going to help you with your marketing. But, you know, if the conversation is on Facebook, I mean, how do you turn to your, your sales manager and said, you know, that's a, that's a valuable thing. That's an audience to
0: the content that we have. It absolutely is because I, I think there's a couple of things that support that. You know, one, we know from our own research that people will read and engage with your content for a very long time before they subscribe so we did research this year and our paths to subscription research we have you know you know something like 70 more than 70 percent of people who who subscribed took you know read it for a few months and almost half of the people that subscribed was a year so they engage with the content for a year which was shocking to me that that it was that long I mean I, I kind of had a sense that it was a while I mean this provides a lot of opportunity to think about, well, I'm not trying to convert at every single interaction. This is a long-term relationship. We're trying to be like any long-term relationship. We're trying to, you know, date before we get married and and, and all of these things. Um, and, and when I was at ONA, Dallas had this, you know, they, they had this as a metric that they were looking at in their own organization that, you know, they had to hit the – someone had to hit the paywall seven times before they converted. So it's not one time, right? It, it's You have to repeat. The repeat visits lead to conversion, the Facebook example. The other thing that, that surprised me from that research is that people subscribe through social, which I actually, you know, there's kind of this thought that nobody subscribes through Twitter and Facebook. But in our research study, at least in that group, people did they through social media and through mobile which also is kind of something that is an opportunity for publishers. If they're not actively have an active social strategy and a mobile strategy, they they have an opportunity to.
1: So one thing that, you know, another metric in there that, that we haven't talked about, that, that certainly in my experience has been very important as search, is that most of the people who come to our website, for example, outside of coming directly to our website, are coming to it through search. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that creates some opportunities. I mean, some of those people <laughs> – Granted, they come by search because they go to Google and they type in the name of our website, and that's how they get here. Some people do that. We see that
0: it's not uncommon. It's not, it's, very, it's not uncommon. It's very
1: common. But also, we see a lot of new people coming in. Then, you know, that's where okay. Well, how do you how do you engage them? And that's where you start watching the new people coming into your website and however they get there, either through social or search. And then trying to track them for return engagement. You know, if will they come back for another story? Is there a particular type of story? How do you move elements on your website around to to get them to click through to other things, to similar content? How, how do you push out similar content? But that's all for me. I mean, that's that's all a, a, an editorial play. But it, would you say? Well,
0: I, you know, I I think this. So this is a this is a perfect place where it's both, right? I, I think that it's a product or marketing side with an editorial side because, you know, it's important for the content and for the website and that's editorial, but it's also something that's coming out of, uh, you know, kind of your customer experience and your UX and your acquisition. That process is, you know, like how you're talking about it, what you're doing for your first time. You know, you can treat people from search different than social. And, you know, like you can do all of those things. And that is something that should be done absolutely together because you both have a stake in it and you both have something to add and you want to make sure that you're, it's a very specific process to convert people or to get registrations, you know, for newsletters and things that, you know, that that's an opportunity for to work together.
1: And for us, I mean, Unfortunately, unfortunately, or fortunately, because as we have a we have a particular targeted audience that we're trying to get federal managers, and so for us it's like we we have ways of getting lots of federal employees on our website, but the ones who, that our marketing side is really interested in is the the federal managers. How many of them are coming in? How how can you push the content that they're going to be interested in? So you know, that part of that is the, you know, the marketing side is pushing it because they want to make sure that they're marketing to the right type of people so that they can sell advertising, they could sell sponsorships and webinars and things like that. But then, you know, we know that we have a lot of people who come to our site for, for really none of that, con- that, that content, <laughs> but they come for the other stuff that we do. So it's, it's, I don't know if it's a bait and switch, but it's, it's part of the, the bigger mission. I mean, you, you have to let people come in and sort of give them an experience and then sort of put that value on that, I guess.
0: It would be so much easier, right, if it was just one exact type of reader, right. one title and one type of content and it was this, you know, perfectly clean little package. But it's not. It's, you are you know, everyone has mo- usually, even niche publications have multiple audiences within that niche and, you know, we have... The business side and the editorial side, you know, we have multiple things we're trying to accomplish with the website or with the product and and being able to to sell against it as well. So
1: Yeah. And, well, you, and you certainly saw that with old models of, of newspapers, like big, big city newspapers where they had these sports articles where people people only came to read the sports section. They only came to read the news or the TV section or whatever. Right. And so the rest of it was didn't mean anything to them. So you're, in that in that model you're shooting wide you're you're trying to get the the widest appeal right. So what is it that excites you about metrics or does it? <laughs> well, oh, I'm a little I, bit
0: I, of a geek. So you, that was an assumption. You're assuming I get excited, but I'm I, yes.
1: I, I think I, I got a pretty good read on you. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, yeah. You
0: know, I know. No. One thing about metrics, it doesn't lie. Right, they're numbers, and it is it is a way to make decisions that are not based on instinct, but you know, actually, based on something that you can see, you can test, you can make changes, you can see the results of those changes. I mean, it's you know, I'm a, I'm kind of a logical person, so that that appeals to to that side of me. It also, you know, I think it's our path forward, you know, the as the industry we we need we need this to be able to be sustainable. You know, it's exciting that more newsrooms are kind of getting into like a more metrics. And really trying to see what what their content is doing and how readers are engaging with it beyond the page view and deeper than the page view is important. And, I, you know, it's exciting to see that, you know, kind of collaboration between the sides. But, you know, that it's kind of we're going to we're going we're gonna to walk towards it together.
1: Are there any mistakes that people generally make either when they, you know, trying to figure out how to make this shift over to digital revenue?
0: No, no one. There's no mistakes. No one's ever.
1: It's actually ever. perfect. and
0: it's very easy. Actually, it's very easy to understand. It's
1: it's all mistakes. Is what yeah, you're it's all you. mistakes.
0: No, it's either all mistakes. You know, I I think or
1: common mistakes are the yeah, common. Yeah, I mean, I think send. there
0: are challenges with like, communication, and I think how you're talking, you know, and how you're approaching your your organization about it, and being able to talk about the value to to the reporters and to, you know, the highly skeptical reporters who have already been told recently, you know, in, in some recency that advertising is important and that was a shift, right? And so then now we're saying something else is important, right? So, you, you know, you have you, being able to communicate that and, and be able to align what's important to them with what's important to the reader is, you know, I, I think important because you got to get people on, on on the same page.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I agree and and I've had that experience as well trying to introduce more metrics into the newsroom and it can be challenging sometimes. I mean, the reporters like, you know, why does it ma- why does it matter that I have to rewrite this headline because it's it has better SEO? I mean, and you're going to test the headline, you know, how are you going to test one headline a headlines a headline? Right. But, you know, understanding mm-hmm. that there are things you can do to stories that the thing that you said about making experiments and learning I think is really important in this environment that you test a theory if it works, great well, why don't you build on that? What else can you do what can, what have you right. learned and what can you take to the next level and then if if you get a failure, well, why did it fail? Maybe right. also try try a different approach or a different different formula right. but but you can you know you know again it's it's what you said about numbers numbers <laughs> don't lie but they may not give you the answer that you want so what is it that API is doing as far as i think you talked about paths to was it paths to matrix? yeah
0: so we've done um subscriber research this year uh that we've released that was the third of subs- uh, kind of subscriber focused research and it's the nine path you know we we like to we like to give everything wonderful, like the nine paths to subscription, but it is a path and it's a, it's a path to a relationship. And so we've kind of surfaced these and all of our research is free. So you can, you can go online and get it I'm uh, that you don't need to buy it. You know, I mean, and I think the other thing is we are. Well, How
1: do you stay in business? Do you guys have subscription models? No. Oh.
0: <laughs> okay. We're a nonprofit. I know. I know. Yeah, I'm are I'm yeah, playing with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah we are uh, redoing our metrics for news you know we've we've done re- some user research with our partners uh, to kind of revamp that and and you know uh, really kind of tap into uh, you know an even better version of of that original metrics program that we that we built and I'm putting out a you know we're, we're doing some kind of toolkits for reader revenue around some some ways that people can if they're going to do a reader revenue program this is a way for, here's some tools to be able to, to kind of Execute that in your own organization.
1: Yeah, I've I've been to some of the presentations that APIs done. I've used some of your resources in in my job, also to inform this podcast. Sometimes I'll see stuff and say, oh I can use it to, to ask questions and things. There's a lot of good information there, and it can help you sort of think about you know think about content, think about uh, revenue. You know, think about being in a digital – amazing. Here we are finally getting into digital newsrooms when we were all talking about digital journalism for over a decade. Right, right. Now we're going to start making decisions digitally. That's great. Gwen, thanks for being on the podcast.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Thank you for listening to our podcast. I'm your host, Michael O'Connell. And I just want to give a quick shout-out here to uh, Gwen for coming into the studio, but also for the American Press Institute for helping us set up this interview It's a great organization. I encourage you to go to their website and check out their content, AmericanPressInstitute.org. They publish a lot of information, useful information for newsrooms, uh, such as uh, our discussion today on uh, reader revenue. I also get their daily newsletter, which which I find is a great resource. I quite often get a lot of ideas for topics of uh, discussion on the podcast and possible guests. So check it out. And if you're signing up for their newsletter, why not sign up for our newsletter? Go to itsalljournalism.com, follow the link at the top of the page, and sign up to receive a weekly newsletter. It has the latest information about our podcast. And I would be remiss if I did not mention all the other people that help us put together this podcast Nicola Grisco produced this episode. Amber Healy wrote our web content. Nick Dupre wrote our theme music. Nicholas Hunter helped with the website. And Amelia Brust helped with our booking. It's All Journalism is produced in partnership with the Association of Alternative News Media. Thanks again for listening.
0: The Finish the Game podcast with your host, Sean Alexander. Ball
1: play to Sean. Across the 10 to 5. Touchdown, Seahawks. Hey, this is Sean Alexander, NFL MVP. Check out my podcast, Finish the Game, where I discuss
0: sports and life lessons helping you become an MVP. The Finish the Game podcast. Find it on iTunes, the Podcast One app, Podcast podcast1.com or at WTOP.com. Search podcast D.C. The What's Working in Washington podcast with your host, Jonathan Aberman.
1: We share this region's innovative, entrepreneurial, and creative spirit. This podcast tells impressive stories of passion and spunk taking place here in the D.C. region. It illustrates how the nation's capital is anything but the stuffy, bureaucratic, politics-only reputation it tries to shed.
0: The What's Working in Washington podcast. Find it on iTunes, the Podcast One app, onecom or at WTOP.com. Search Podcast D.C.